got to be Tom Brady. Got to get rid of that goddamn ball quick. We're live. Bryce Young. Nice. Perfect. All right. Hey, guys. Hey, welcome to Daily Fish. And we are on here live. Uh, we're coming to you from Vegas and Myrtle Beach. I'm actually in Greenville, South Carolina. I'll explain that in a second. I'm John Daly. That is Eric Snyder. And our man Hardline, John Hardison of the Cost of Winning Podcast, is with us as well. We got a ton of football. We got a lot of things to cover for you uh, coming up for the next uh, 50, 55 minutes or so. Uh, I'm actually in Greenville, North Carolina, play, South Carolina, I'm sorry, playing in the Larry Greer Foundation tournament to help the poor families in the area here. We had celebs like Gary Hudson and actor David Carpenter here, just to name a few. Great time. You can see the background behind me. But I got to tell you, even though I was here yesterday, yesterday watching the NFL, what a great opening weekend. Fish, give me your give me your thoughts on that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> how many games came in the morning in the morning games? How many games came down to the last second kick? The Saints coming back against the Falcons. A great comeback for Houston. So Harlan doesn't go bald against Indianapolis. <laughs> I mean, it, it was crazy. The Steeler-Cincinnati game, that, that we couldn't get a two, two stud kickers in Chris Boswell and McPherson are missing kicks. There's so much drama in the morning than we had in the afternoon. I mean, look, hardline golf. Uh, you know what? Amazing games. A lot of high-scoring games. Games that I didn't expect to be uh, somewhat as competitive as I thought. But you're right. Indianapolis killed me. They were killing me the whole entire game watching it. But uh, a lot of things that were positive, a lot of things to improve on. Um, Got to give credit to the New York Giants and everything that they were able to put together today. What a hell of a game that they executed uh, going forward. And there's some people that, you know, you look at them yesterday, you're like, maybe you should hang it up. And I'm looking straight at you, Joe Flacco. I think your time has come to ride off into the sunset. Uh, he's, yep. a backup. he's a backup quarterback, and he's not yeah. protected much. The Jets are that god-awful. And just bad play calling. I mean, it, it's when you have Jet fans that have sacks on their head in week one saying, who are we picking first in the 2023 draft? I mean, <laughs> that New York fan base is great. Dayball has big balls for the Giants. That was so reminiscent of when the Raiders in 2016, opening game against the Saints in the Superdome, Drew Brees, and Jack Del Rio in his first game, Goes for it in the last play of the game. Two-point conversion, Carter, Michael Crabtree. Reminded me of that. It got me psyched up for the Giants. Saquon Barkley, 164 yards. Steelers, five picks. Derek Carr reverted to, to something that I, that I haven't seen in a few years. But Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Tua, three great performances, gentlemen. What do you think? Yeah, I'll go first. I, to me, the the Giants and the Steelers were the big surprise uh, for me yesterday. I thought they, uh, I thought they they played really well. Uh, I thought uh, uh, they maintained against you know halfway decent teams uh, that you normally were. We, we were kind of on the fence one way or another with them. So I would I would say with them. And uh, uh, what were your biggest surprises, Hardline? Uh, my biggest surprise was how well the Lions actually played offensively. Defensively, it was not the best, but offensively for a team that beat them by 40-something points last season to hang in there and lose by three uh, definitely shows how much farther along that they've come. Uh, the other team that was actually surprising to me were the Houston Texans. I mean, they actually kept it really competitive. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as what people thought they were. Uh, look, the AFC South is wide open. There's no guaranteed team in the South off the top of my head that I could think of that I would say is the clear cut front runner, even after Tennessee and, and Tennessee got beat yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I got a couple more. 
Uh, I love watching the expression on Baker Mayfield's face when that kid hit a 58-yard field goal to end the game. <laughs> he talks a lot of shit. He always does. And you got to back up the shit when you talk. Also, the Dallas Cowboys. Does anyone hate the Dallas Cowboys more than ESPN and Stephen A. Smith? They wow. lose Dak Prescott. But even before that, they were so bad. And I don't know. I don't. I'll ask both you guys. Why is Jerry Jones always doing their press conferences? He's the only owner in sports I can think of that does press releases has his own radio show, and gives injury reports. What an ego. You guys agree? Makes no sense. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is business as usual with Jerry. You know what I mean? Jerry, <laughs> Jerry's got to be Jerry. Ask Jimmy Johnson. Oh, well, God. and and look at the position there because they look like a team that is not going to do well for the rest of the season. I mean, uh, I mean, Dak is out for what six weeks? Six weeks six with broken thumb. Six to eight what? weeks. Um, Break, breaking and, news, John. Breaking news: the, the the Cowboys are looking to sign, and multiple sources have said this. Cam Newton. Do I think Cam can get a few wins with that team? Absolutely, because Cam has this capability and he'll learn the offense. Because I don't think Cooper Rush could do it, but. You know, injuries are such a big part of this game, especially that position. But that was a disappointment because when I hate to say this, it's always when Dallas and the Raiders are good, the league is better because you have a villain. They're villains and people love them or they hate them, those two mm-hmm. teams. And the Raiders have stunk for the last 20 years, basically two good years. And Dallas has really been bad. So you, you just want those teams to root for or root against. If Dallas is 0-5, no one gives a shit, you know. Yep, I would agree. But at the same time, too, you know, Dak gets hurt. I don't think they did a very good job of finding a good line for him. So, you know, I, I, I blame it all on Jerry Jones. I think Jerry Jones is headed to another horrible season, and he's going to have to answer to it to the fans, even though it won't really matter one way or another. I got to tell you, my other disappointments, the Patriots and the Packers. Now, I don't know, and I guess the question I'm going to ask you two is, was that a sign of what's to come, or is that an aberration because it was – the opening game. Hardline, you go first. Uh, you know, I have more faith in the Patriots getting it together just because I know what Bill Belichick is capable of. I know he's willing to execute. Um, they have pieces around them. It just depends on what's happening with Mac Jones with his injuries that's going on and, uh, and them just being able to get it together. In regards to the Packers, look, I think this is just what the Packers are going to be for the rest of the season. They don't really have a, a really strong wide receiver court. Uh you know, their tight end Robert Tunyon is pretty decent. They have a pretty decent run game, but I think this is what we're going to see. I think that it's – I think realistically, if you look at the NFC North, it's probably going to come down to Minnesota or it might come down to Chicago, depending on how well that defense steps up. But I don't think the Packers are really going to be the Packers, which everybody wants. I know a lot of people thought they might be an NFC championship team or, or a team that represents in the Super Bowl. And I just don't see it. And I didn't see it coming into the season. You let your best offensive weapon walk. It will get traded. You traded your best offensive weapon. And your best offensive wide receiver right now is Sammy Watkins. That's not what you build upon for a Hall of Fame quarterback. So I just don't see anything really happening with that. Uh, I disagree with you on a couple of those statements. I think that they lost 38-7 to in their opening game against the Saints last year when Jameis threw five touchdowns. Devontae had 20 yards, and they were horrible. He said, just relax. Well, I agree with you. He doesn't have the receivers this year. And and Rodgers, in his press conference today, said, look, it takes time for these guys to get going because they're rookies, but time's going to run out quick with me. So his patience is running thin. I totally disagree with you with the Patriots, okay? Joe Judge has no business running an offense. He ran a football team in the Giants last year. They had the third-worst offense in NFL history, all right? I watched that entire Patriot-Miami game on one TV and the Cleveland – 
Carolina game on the other, and the Patriots look god-awful with Mac Jones in there. He has back spasms. He's week to week. They could not run the ball. Their pass patterns were seven-yard outs, and the announcers doing the game was Greg Gumby, but they were they were miffed at how bad the Patriots look. I don't I don't think they get out of that division with more that 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 this season with more than seven wins if they're lucky. I'm going to tell you, I think that that division goes entirely to Buffalo. Oh, I think it's, oh, yeah. I think oh, it's yeah. a runaway. I think it's a run. I don't think Miami, I mean, Miami, sure. They beat the Patriots yesterday, but I don't think they did anything special uh, in, in beating them. I mean, granted they were good, but the Patriots and a Patriots fan. I am. I see the downslide of maybe Belichick's career coming this year. That's what I'm, that's what hey, I noticed yesterday. John, being a Patriots fan daily, do you at this, that, that him, because if you, if you listen to Mike Reese and the guy that covered the Patriots for ESPN and all their beat writers, they are so mind-boggled about the fact that he put Matt Patricia, who, John, my friend, hardline, partisan, has, has a history with the Lions, <laughs> and Joe Judge, two defensive coaches to run that team, and no, and Belichick keeps saying they're good coaches, give them time. Do you think this? Do you think Belichick Daly did this as a sign of maybe he knows it's coming to an end? It's a good way to. I mean, you, know, you want to go out on top, and everyone knows that his son Steve, who runs that defense, which is a very good defense, by the way, it is. Um, is probably in line to get a head coaching job. I, I, I'll tell you right now, man, it, it's one of the most mind-boggling storylines in the NFL for Fish this season is having those two guys run a team that's that story in the last 20 years and an offense with Tom Brady. McDaniels had Mac Jones in the playoffs last year. He won Rookie of the Year. This is a complete 360. Is this yep. on Belichick daily? I think it is. And I think it's something that he's going to have to live with. Uh, it's a gamble. Uh, now, at the same time, too, we may be talking about this in, in week eight and we're saying, oh, well, Belichick was right. Look at this. The Pats are six and two. I don't see that. I don't think so. Uh, I just don't think it's a dynamic team uh, in uh, any stretch of the imagination. I think, uh, and I, I like Mac Jones, but I, he's just, you know, he's not Brady. And it's it's not what they're what, what they're what they're looking for. And, and that leads to, you know, the other thing. Um, think about it. All the season two quarterbacks who were highly touted last year. First week of the season and parts of last season. Horrible, horrible. It's an awful. It's turning into. And again, three or four weeks down the road, we could say this, it's turning into a horrible quarterback class that we had last year. What and do you guys media- think? Hardline, excuse me, John, what a great point you made, Gailey just made. And the media exemplifies it. I can't believe the beat writers in Chicago and Twitter is all over Justin Fields. 8 out of 21 for 131 with a touchdown and an interception. Trey Lance, horrible. Zach Wilson's banging all of his mother's girlfriends, all right? <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, horrible pass. He threw some interceptions yesterday, and Mac Jones has back spasms. This is why I'm not an advocate of any team trying to tank to get a – Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, we know Ohio State quarterback and Bryce Young, Alabama, will be one, one of two of the first five picks. There's no guarantee these guys are going to be good in the pros. You're right, Daly. Yeah. What do you think, Hardline? No, I mean, the quarterback class isn't great, um, but the biggest thing I would say is consistency. That's the key, right? Like, we talk about Justin Fields. He's on the second head coach, right? Zach Wilson, I think – is he on the second? No, he's, he's still on his first. But the offense and everything in the Jets is just terrible. Trey Lance, we already, you know, the situation behind closed doors with that situation and, and the back and forth. And look, I've been a big proponent of saying this about Trey Lance. I believe they should have sacrificed last season to make him better to prepare him for this season. Now, what you gave up last season, you have to try and find a way to fix this season, right? 
We don't know what's going to happen with Garoppolo. We don't know what's going to happen necessarily with Kittle. So the lack of consistency that these guys are getting is, is what makes the biggest difference. Uh, but, yeah, it's not the strongest class. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like you're going to get somebody to, to flip everything around. It's not. Hopefully one of them gets the consistency that they want. I have more faith in Justin Fields. Looking with Eber Bloom's been able to put together a little bit more in Chicago than any really of the rest of them. Okay, uh, should we consider the 49ers just 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 a lost cause this season? No, I mean no, no. Uh, can I go okay. first on that, Daly? I'll go, go first. I'll tell you why. Because they gave Trey Lance a chance to win that job in training camp. Garoppolo beat him out and took him to the NFC Championship game and a great playoff game. Two of them against Dallas. He was great in the fourth quarter. Yeah, great drive in, in minus 17 degree weather against Green Bay. There's a reason why they brought Garoppolo back. They wanted to get rid of him in the worst way. They see something, and Trey Lance could still be uh, – they're not going to give up on the guy because it's egos, all right? It's a third – they try to get the third pick in the draft. So, no, I'm not – the 49ers are loaded, and the, and the Bears won a beat a good team yesterday. I agree with them. I think of all the quarterbacks – I agree with Hardline. With all the quarterbacks taking that draft, I'll bet you Justin Fields is the best one. Hmm. But when it's all said and done, when the scripts run 10 years from now – Justin Fields will have the Pro Bowls. I'm not saying Super Bowls, but he'll have he'll have the he'll have the, the most exemplary career. Hardline, touch on the 49ers. Uh, I know you brought it up quickly, but uh, just you know, I I said, hey, could this be a lost season for him? Do you agree with Fish that it's not? I don't think it's a lost season, but I do think that there's a lot of question marks surrounding this. And look, they brought Garoppolo back, but at the same time, are you going to re-sign him next season? Are you going to let him walk? Are you going to try to trade him for some type of value? I mean, look. As much as we like Garoppolo, he's a little bit injury prone. He's got the shoulder issues. He's got other issues. You have to factor those things in. And look, the, the older he gets, there's always going to be somebody else in the next man up competition of the NFL. That's just what it is. So do I think that's a lost cause this year? No. Do I think that they'll make the playoffs? Probably so. Uh, they might get in as a wild card. We'll see. But uh, in the NFC West, we really have to see, will the Rams be able to bounce back? I think after game four, that will give us an idea of where the Rams are. You know, they had a bad opening game. But look, as the Heartline told you guys last week, every NFL team that plays the first game of the season, and the first game, they lose. And they lose. Hardline. <laughs> I love that, the Hardline. You're right, Daly. You have to agree. We talked about this on Friday. Absolutely. No, another disappointment was the Rams. The you know, what, what, what Matt Stafford had a great year last year, but not really. Led the league in pick sixes. His percentage is down the end of the year. He got masked by having the number one defense, which got him out of a lot of uh, – but he did have a great fourth quarter against the, the Niners and a great fourth quarter against the Bengals. So if Stafford's elbow is is, is not up to par, I don't see them making the playoffs. I, I think that, that's a weird division. Now, I'll tell you, there's a lot of – hey, Arnold, how about the AFC South? I think you, Tennessee shows me shit, all right? I'm not, I'm not enamored with Jacksonville. Indianapolis blew that game. I, yeah. Davis Mills had a decent game. I could see the Houston Texans winning eight or nine games and, and maybe winning that division. I really could. Yeah. I mean, look, that, as I said, I don't think that anybody – the only thing that the Tennessee Titans have that makes me say they're a little bit ahead of everyone else is Derrick Henry. That's the only thing. Nothing else on that team really makes me think that that team is, is that much better than Houston, right? Well, um, coaching. I like their defense. Look, Mike, Mike, Mike like, Rabel, they, they lost Henry for seven games last year, and they won six of them. I like Mike Rabel as a good for coach. what he brings defensively. Offensively, there's still a lot of questions that are there, right? That That's just the reality of what this is. And look, you let A.J. Brown go. You let him go to Philly. So, yes. you know, what, what wide receiver did you bring in that can replace the productivity that he has? I don't see it. 
Um, but you're right. I mean, in regards to the Rams, Matt Stafford is probably going to get a lot of the blame. But look, I'll say it right now. Jalen Ramsey got cooked. I mean, he got cooked by Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs did whatever he wanted to do last Thursday to Jalen Ramsey. That's your hundred million. And he still talks. He still talks. And you ain't shit. You ain't shit. I just burnt you. You know. <laughs> he did the same thing with the Jaguars when they played the Patriots in the championship game, and Brady torched them with Edelman in the fourth quarter. I can't. You know why seeing Deion Sanders is the best trash talker ever? Because he backed it up. So did he Jordan. Succeeds. So did Magic Johnson. So did Kobe. Jalen's a great player, but back it up. Don't go on national TV and lay a stinker. Baker Mayfield, the same thing. Can I, can, can I shout out before we move on? John's got the best performance coming up. We're going to talk about the Chiefs. Watch out. I said this I said this to the hard line in the bar and on the phone a million times. I love Jalen Hurts, and he played great. I know you watched that game, hard line. This mm-hmm. kid's a real deal, and he gets no press. Okay? I, I, I'm going to say this in week, going to week two. He's going to the Pro Bowl if he's healthy. What do you think, Hardline? No, I think I think it's possible. I mean, look, it's the NFC East. Uh, the the level of competition isn't always going to be the best, but you know, look, I think he's good. I think him and AJ Brown have something that's a little bit magical, especially the way they played. I mean, I know it's just week one; it's a little early, but we'll see. The biggest question that I have, and you know, look, I said it again and again going into the season, is their run game. Miles Sanders outside. You take away that one twenty-four yard run, he's not really doing that well. You know, it, it's a question of. When Jalen Hurts, I think he was either their leading rusher or their second leading rusher. You can't have that in the NFL where your quarterback's your, your leading rusher or your second leading rusher. It's just uh, – it's a recipe for disaster. It's a recipe for injury. And if Jalen Hurts goes down, they could kiss the rest of their, their playoffs folks goodbye. Good point. Good point. All right. Uh, we're going to have more coming up. The hard line we're going to talk about tonight's Monday Night Football game when we get into the hard line picks. Uh, best performance yesterday. I'm going to say the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Fish, go ahead. Yours. Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. I'm with you. Huge. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, they got everything that they wanted. No one could touch them. No one could stop them. That's probably got to be the best performance. He threw, what, five touchdowns and made it look effortless. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, let's do a little last man standing. Uh, Fish, you and I had the pick. We we took uh, Baltimore over the Jets. That was pretty easy. Um, hard line, what was yours? I took the Colts. I took the Indianapolis Colts. And God, Matt Ryan is the worst runner I have ever seen. He looks goofier than freaking Eli Manning. My goodness. That, it was just, I mean, they, they had it set up, and he's like, I'm going to bootleg. Knowing that he's like, Matt Ryan, like 35, 38 years old, gets nothing, puts it on the wrong hash. They missed the field goal. Kills me. I'm pulling out my hair. I'm like, you got everything lined up. And at some point, I start rooting for the Houston Texans just to tie. Just tie, 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 so I can just keep moving on in this tournament. I'd rather you tie than to screw myself. All right, we'll talk more about the uh, Shucks last man standing a little later on in the show because we got coming up uh, this week as well. Um, I want to talk uh, also a little college football as well because Saturday was an incredible day. Now, I was actually at the Clemson-Furman game. That wasn't a game that, you know, was on the radar. But we're watching the scores coming in on the scoreboard here, and people are going absolutely nuts. So Notre Dame loses. Appalachian State wins. Texas almost beats at Bama. I mean, they should have. So I'll, I'll, I'll start with you, Fish. Which game to you was the one that really stood out? Well, the game that broke my heart was Texas-Alabama. 
And if one more idiot, my family or friends, texts me and says, moral victories, moral victories are for losers, okay? Vince Lombardi <laughs> said, show me someone that takes solace in a moral victory, and I'll show you a loser. Great game. I'm, I'm going to leave on that one. But Hardline talked to me on the phone. Hard, give us that stat you told me about all the teams that were like three touchdowns. What would you say about all the games like Appalachian State, um, that, that beat Texas A&M, and what was the other one? Notre Dame. They were all like what? Yeah, three touchdown Sat- favorites. Yeah. So yesterday, uh, Saturday was according to the stats on the on the network the first time since 1978 that four teams that are 17 and a half point favorites all lost on the same day. I mean that wow. is a ridiculous that like think about like how many years in between you have to get for something like that for the stars to align just in that situation um i the biggest the biggest disappointment for me is notre dame i mean look there are a lot of questions in in regards to that organization we talked about this before the season even started how they were depleted at wide receiver and you can see it i mean they just cannot move the ball and the ball is stagnant the play calling is a little bit stagnant I thought maybe they were going to show a little bit more. It's Marshall, for God's sakes. It's Marshall uh, after losing to Ohio State. And the fact that they are a two-loss team, you could kiss any playoff hopes goodbye. Uh, you could kiss pretty much any good bowl game goodbye at that aspect as well. The only thing that might, might, and I highly doubt it, help them is if they run the gambit and they beat Michigan. Um, and even that doesn't solidify really much of anything. So I, I think it's a learning season for them. And I, you know, and kudos to Marcus Freeman, Marcus Freeman for taking all of the blame on himself and saying, look, it starts with me. It starts with me as a head coach. I have to do better. I have to be a better coach. I have to be better at play calling and executing um, for our student athletes. And I, I, that tells me a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. And fish, man, I'm sorry that you got that ghost call, man. I I know it sucks that that rough in the past or horrible call on the refs, but you know, look, you play on, like you said. You know what? Going back to Notre Dame, Notre Dame and University of Texas had like like hockey. There's there's a short leash on their coaches. Okay, I've seen mm-hmm. Notre Dame fire coaches that are, Texas. Tom Herman was nine and three, nine and three, and nine and three, and got fired. Charlie yeah. Strong, great coach. Marcus Freeman will not last if they go five losses. They'll give him another season. There's just there's a, a short leash those coaches. But I will tell you this: Appalachian State goes into Texas A&M. That made my day because if you're a Texas fan, you hate A&M. Number six in the country. They're from Boone, North Carolina. And I get in the phone with Daily today and I say, what's Boone, North Carolina like? It goes very small town. So they show this thing on Twitter of all the fans on one side of the street, the one street they have in that town, and the other. And they're all running towards each other like a bull thing, and they're high-fiving. To listen to that announcer for Appalachian State call the final play when he went, hooey, wee-haw! I thought, there's not a sheep in Boone, North Carolina that doesn't have a <laughs> – not smoking a cigarette after that night. <laughs> so this is so they they that was the second top what was it second AP top ten team they beat. You know what the first one was? Yeah, Michigan. Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. And and they almost beat North Carolina last week. Yeah. In 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 a great game. What was so cool about this game was that you know it was seventeen fourteen. They actually played it like a regular defense. You know, game, but was I mean, the North Carolina game was just people all over the place just scoring. The cheerleaders were scoring touchdowns in that game. This was a fabulous game as far as calling the defense, uh, turning it around. I mean, it was, I mean, it was, it was a classic game. And uh, Appalachian State's, uh, I mean, that's really helped their program. That's for sure. We are Matthew McConaughey, great film, great story there. 
you know what? I, I want to get out of this. They really play. I watched that. I watched everything. But they, they really took it to Notre Dame. Pick sixes. They, they knocked them on yep. their ass. And Notre Dame's got SC, North Carolina, Michigan, BYU. I, I, I can't see them. They might be a seven. Daily, they might be like a seven and five team this year. They're lucky. Mm, wow. It might be five and seven. Not good. And Mark I mean, Freeman's there's a, a chance. Guy. Mark Freeman's yeah. a good guy, but you know what? It's, yeah. it's all about not win. <laughs> it's wins and losses. That's all that counts. Yeah. Did you yeah. uh did you see USC run the score up on Stanford? Yep. Lincoln, was- Lincoln Roddy's horse shit. F him. Oh, we play we play Rice and Fresno State, but we're gonna play a couple of top ten teams at the end of the year, Notre Dame and Utah. Utah got their ass kicked. Notre Dame's not a top ten team by the time you Absolutely. play. That. That's Absolutely. That's why I said to you on the show last week, you gotta play teams at a conference that are great. Give Texas credit. They played a at the number one team in the nation at a conference. No, you got to give Utah credit. They went after a big opponent this past weekend. They played Southern Utah, where the Utah Shakespeare Festival is. And I think a lot of the Shakespeare uh, actors were playing on the field. The final score was 73 to 7. Yeah. 73 to 7. Are there there any sheep in Utah? (laughs) 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 All right. All right. So, um, all right, so questions and comments, folks, drop them in the chat box. Or if you're watching us live, if you're watching us live, if you're not watching us live, email us at dailyfish1 at gmail.com. Again, we're Daily Fish coming to you from Vegas and Myrtle Beach. We hit sports, entertainment, politics, everything in between, controversial but informed, no woke, no extreme. Bring it on, all you social justice cops. We let the threes fly, aim for the upper deck. Now, we're usually live on Facebook at daily.fish.5 on Mondays, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Watch us also on Facebook at Myrtle Beach Golf Channel, Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. Check out Daily Fish on YouTube, Wingding TV. We are also on Hey Vegas TV at HeyVegasTV.com. And listen to us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon. Oh, and also use all those channels to hear our interview chats with our special guests throughout the week. All right, Fish, Schmuck of the Week, who do you got? Well, I want to do some memes first, but I'll do Schmuck of the Week. You know? Okay. Yeah, we'll do memes um, after. Sure. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll do schmuck and swag, and we'll do some memes. We'll get back to this. Okay. Okay. I, I, I get. I always get Hardison a lot of shit when I do this. Queen Elizabeth died at 96 years old. One of the biggest icons in the world. The most respected woman. But if I got to see the the news media and People Magazine talk about these four people anymore this week, I'm going to throw up. Okay. That's <laughs> Prince Charles. That's his beautiful wife, Kate Middleton. That's Carson Wentz. Well, not really Prince Harry and, <laughs> and Meghan Markle. All right. And the big story is they finally got together and they talked for the first time. I can't stand the infatuation we of Americans have with the royal family. The infatuation with the queen. Yeah. They will tell you this. She's met with every president since Harry Truman. World War II. She's been through everything with us. And she's been an, an advisor to the world and a dignitary, and a class act. These kids got $50 million when they were born. They don't do shit for me. And you guess what? The the English brought slavery to this country, Hardline, right? We kept it. Like it it's either. true. It's All true. Right? They did. We fought these fuckers to get our own country. I know that they're allies, but we barely, here comes, here comes the comments. We bailed you out of World War One and World War Two, and we love you. You're the mother country. But guess what? You don't give a shit about Joe Biden or Donald Trump or Ronald Reagan like, we give a shit about your royal family, okay? I don't get it. We're schmucks. Not them. I can't, I can't. I mean, what, what is endearing about these people? I mean, yes, this guy had a great game against the uh, 
Jaguars yesterday. <laughs> she, she's got a little baby bump or something. Middleton looks like, oh my god, I gotta sleep with this fucker again. And this guy's going bald at thirty-five. I don't. I, I, I'm done. I'm done. It's Johnny Depp all over again. Right. Johnny That's exactly Depp. Right. <laughs> That's what it is. That's all it is. That's what they're interested in. They're interested in what the relationships are going okay. on. That's all. That's what they can do. Okay. All right. Let's talk about who's got swag this week. This is the best. I always say the swag always outdoes the other. Daily, <laughs> Hardline, you live here. Richard Giacobino, who's the owner of Hey Vegas TV, jump on this. Okay, guys? I'm going to show you a picture of Ariel Ganja. All right? Gorgeous blonde. She looks like Kaylee Quok a little bit. Was it mm-hmm. Big Bang Theory? Just a gorgeous blonde, okay? She's a Las Vegas The flight attendant. Worker. Yeah, flight attendant, too. You're right, John. She's a Las Vegas sex worker, not Kaylee Cuoco, this one, Ariel Gondry. Right. <laughs> and she's down, down to ensure the Raiders are really taking care of all football season by offering her VIP services at discount prices to all players and staff. The five foot nine blonde who works the famous, famous chicken ranch tells TMZ Sports is offering 50% off for sexual services to any Raider for the 2022-23 season as a quote, thank you for bringing excitement to Las Vegas. All right. That being said, there's a reason why John Hardison Harline just tried out to be an offensive lineman because the Raiders <laughs> Because he wants to squad. This is the greatest story. This is getting such press here, guys, in Las Vegas. It, it is getting absolute, and, and it's true. It's, it hasn't been debunked. Only in Vegas daily can this happen that a beautiful girl who works in the <laughs> is offering a section to the Raiders. Maybe that's why. Maybe Derek Carr is why he looks so disinterested on the sideline. Maybe I can't believe I did. I do what I think. Oh my God! I'm having awful fun. I, I got to do seven Hail Marys. Swag, swag, swag! As you came out and did that. All right, and it's 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 legal in Nevada, so you you can't say anything against that. That's for sure. Hey, All right. Hey, fish! You realize the defense didn't have a bad game yesterday, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, there was a lot of enthusiasm. <laughs> that, that, that could be all. I, I read that and I said, oh, you, know, you read things, you said, that's the ultimate swag. You know, <laughs> guess what? I will say this, guys. I want your opinion on this. Make a, I guarantee you the Raiders are going to be very heavy in the free agent market next year. Because <laughs> of that story. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How can the Raiders are $90 million over their salary cap and have luxury, luxury taxes, you know? gotta love las vegas all right so what is our drink of the week that we will be toasting ganja uh vodka and water if there was no vodka in there you know because i got russian descent (laughs) i've got a bloody point bloody mary because uh justin johnson who we've had on the show he was here showing off his bloody point bloody mary mix so i said hey you you gotta you gotta make me one for daily fish. So he made me one, and I've got pickled asparagus too. How about that? So that's good. Usually, you know, usually, and we should tell people we usually go over the show ahead of time and we talk about okay, what's our drink of the week gonna be, and and then for some reason because I'm I'm all over the place, you know, at the celebrity golf event, we didn't do it. So anyway, so whatever the drink of the week is, it's drink of the week is whatever you want to do. But we should also tell you. The Daily Fish Drink of the Week is sponsored by Shucks Tavern. In Vegas, great seafood and drinks in two locations. Head to the Shucks Tavern on North Durango. That's on the northwest side of town in Vegas, where fish is overnight. Say Daily Fish Podcast, you get a free drink. Do it the next day, a free appetizer. Again, that's Shucks Tavern. Check out Shucks Tavern on Facebook. And you may see Hardline there on top of it. I mean, what what a benefit. I mean, it's well, like guess, a, it's guess, getting an extra guess, tip. I got a new one for you. 
If, if, if Ariel Ganja comes in the Shucks Tavern, guess what? Part I'll be there every night. <laughs> <laughs> now, what if she says daily fish? Does she get what everybody else gets? Well, I got to get a hall pass. She gets fish. You're, you're too conservative. <laughs> you don't work because you had asparagus and that makes your teeth smell. You know? Yeah. You know, yeah. But the first time I had asparagus when I was a kid, my mom said I, I took a leak and, and it, you know, it makes you, it, it does. It makes your urine mm-hmm. really smell bad. And I freaked out. I told my mom, we got to go to the hospital. You were 25 at the time. That's the sad part. <laughs> All righty. So, hey, the hard line is here. They're going to go do some betting again. Well, he is the. I got, I got some mean. I got some. Memes I got memes. You're not going okay. by the script. I got some memes. Sorry, right? sorry. My bad. My bad. Well, you want to do hard line? We can do hard line. No, 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 no. Let's do the memes. Right. Let's do the memes. All right, guys. This is Andrew Luck and Andy Dalton because they both basically retired. Check out what they look like now. That's a caveman <laughs> from the Psycho commercial. And Andy Dalton, I guess he's a character from, from with the big red hair. Okay? Now, did that's you make crazy. this up or did somebody else make this up? Someone else made it up. Aero yeah, Ganja okay. made it up. Okay, that's that okay. one. Look at look at yeah. it. Look at it. Look at it. Look. If you're on one of our listening sites, you got to get on this, okay? Check out this one. I'll get, I'll get in trouble for this because this is not politically correct. This is a non-wall culture. This one's called Cheaters. <laughs> Says Patriot fans be like, where's your proof she cheated? Nice <laughs> with an African American baby. <laughs> Cheating. All right, let's let's leave this. Let's leave there and go to. I think we know the Cowboys have problems, so the Cowboys got this one. Right. Oh, nice. I hear you don't need balls, in cowboy. It's, it's Kendall Jenner in a cowboy uniform. You know. Oh what? my God. They're looking. Here's a great one, guys. Dale, you love this one. This is Tom Brady as a kid. The, the early years, football. huh? Yeah. Tom Brady's the early years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we'll show that this is uh, uh, this. Hey, look, this is more L.A. and Oakland, not so much, but this is the best one. I gotta make fun of them. Raider fans and opening day. Raider fans after opening day. Raider fans having fun, and there's guys in the line with their handcuffs going into going into lockdown. So uh, after after yesterday's performance, that's I'm I'm one of those guys in the bottom of the screen. All right, Hardline. Hardline, let's. That's right. All right, let's jump into it again. He has the podcast, The Cost of Winning, focusing on fantasy sports and sports betting. You can see him and hear him on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Okay, Hardline tonight, Monday Night Football, Broncos and the Seahawks. What are you picking? I'm going with the Broncos, but I'm taking the money line. Uh, I know they're six and a half point favorites. You know it's. It's a lot when you play your former team, and a lot of people think it's going to be a blowout, but there's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of things going on. I'm going with the money line just in case something little maybe fishy happens in the situation of him playing his uh, his old team. Mm-hmm. But there are props that I love. I love Jerry Judy to have a touchdown at any time at plus 125, and I like Melvin Gordon to have a touchdown at 180, especially if they get in that goal line situation. They use a little bit bigger body. I'll take Melvin Gordon to get that. Uh, also, I like Geno Smith under 208 and a half yards passing. I think that defense is going to come for him. I think they're going to have a lot of ball hawks. Uh, outside of DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, what I saw in the preseason with uh, with Geno Smith was not very impressive. Um, not a lot of uh, of camaraderie, not a lot of, of back and forth and trust. I think that the Seahawks are probably looking to tank this season. I think with Geno under center, they're going to be uh, super successful at that. But I do think the over... It's going to be over four and a half touchdowns for this game. I, I have minus 138. 
I just think that Russell Wilson tries to pour it on as much as he can. But uh, I do think that maybe a late game touchdown or so is, is going to ensure this. By, uh, Fish, what by do you I'm sorry. I'm well, sorry. Fish, what do you think? My brother Bobby says, ask your guy Hardline this prop betting. He goes, you could, I didn't know you could do this, but some casinos, William Hill, some accounts mm-hmm. daily, you could make a prop bet on the over and uh, over under wins for the season, even when the season starts. And the Raiders were eight and a half wins when the season started. Now they're down to eight. He said, ask Hardline this. When's a good time within the first, they stop it after the first five weeks. Do you now or do you wait to the fifth week and look at what the over-unders are? Because it could be six at the Raiders. I mean, what's your take on that? Uh, you know what? I usually wait till after the third game. So the third, I, I'll bet at the beginning of the year, but then if I have to hedge, I'll wait till after the third game. Usually about your third or fourth game, you could kind of tell how good the team's going to be this year, right? Like you, at that point, uh, you're almost really, you are like a quarter away through the season. At that point, you know what the team is, you know what they're made up of, and, and you can kind of gauge off of that. Because once you get to, to the eighth game of the season, uh, you can start telling what teams are really going to try and tank. And, and, you know, as we say in basketball, rigging for Wiggins back in the day, or, uh, or, or, or what you're trying to do in terms of that. But I would say after the third game is your best bet. Unless it's just a team that you know has just got off of like the Jets. Then you already could tell five games it would be a blessing. So obviously injury is a big thing. But, uh, you know, going back, and this is a little bit what we talked about. The first week sometimes doesn't explain anything. Uh, of the season. And, uh, you know, usually you need a couple of weeks to see things kind of flesh them, flesh them way out. So what you're talking about makes an absolute ton of sense. Um, do you have any, uh, if we go to next week, next Thursday and Sunday, do you have any bets that you want to put now or are you holding off hard line? Oh, so I got three ones that I love right now. I'm taking uh, Kansas City, oh, sorry, Kansas City and the Chargers over 54 and a half. I think that it's going to be a shootout game. Uh, look at what the Chargers were able to do last Sunday. I mean, that pass that Justin Herbert made on the sideline to Gerald Everett, and then he just turns his body and goes almost five years, five yards. What an amazing catch. I mean, Keenan Allen was going off. I think that you're also going to get Austin Eckler back in the game. I think, you know, week one wasn't his best showing, but from everything he put together last week, I think that he's going to be there. And last year that they played, they put up a barrage of numbers. I think last year when they played either the first or second game, they ended up having to go to overtime, I think, as well. That was the one where Travis Kelsey caught that pass at, at the end. So I love this game. Um, I hate that it's on a Thursday because uh, the way that the practice schedules go, it throws it off a little bit, but I'm super excited for it. I like the Browns this week, money line over the Jets, because, hell, it's the Jets. Uh, it can't get much worse, but I don't think the Jets are going to be able to stop that running game of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I think that they're dynamic. Even with Jacoby Brissett back there, they still find a way to make it work against the Carolina Panthers, who I think has a better defense than the Jets. And I like the Bengals. I like the Bengals over six and a half. And I, I'm sorry, I like the Bengals uh, minus six and a half. And I like them over 43 and a half at the Cowboys. I think it's a get right game. Uh, they're in a dome. Joe Burrow's back down south. And I think him, Jamar Chase, and if T. Higgins is ready to go, uh, are going to make this a hell of a game along with Joe Mixon. Now, if T. Higgins can't go because of concussion reasons, uh, everybody try to get Tyler Boyd off the waiver wire if he's still there, um, definitely, or Hayden Hurst as well. Those are two guys that are probably going to pick up some of the slack if T. Higgins can't go. Go ahead, Fish. I'm betting that this woman right here will be hired by the Raiders <laughs> to go to the Arizona Cardinals Hotel at the end 
<laughs> I never called before the game because the Raiders, the Raiders need a comeback win. They need a bounce back win against the Arizona Cardinals. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the Browns. I always look at the Nets games for last man standing. Okay, yep. I love the Browns to beat the Jets. Okay, I like Cincinnati to beat Dallas. I'm just talking about Strip. If you're doing last man standing, okay, I like the Raiders to beat the Cardinals. I'm not being a homer. That being said, John, tell the let's tell everyone we had 39, 39 emails. For, for us to pick Baltimore, okay, mm-hmm. thank God, 32 to pick the 49ers yeah. and and 17 to pick Indy. Thank God we went with with our, you know, our heads because in the, in the shucks pool, guys, real quick, I've never seen this. Week one, 17 people got a mulligan out of 50 people because of Tennessee, the 49ers, and Cincinnati. Yep. Wow. Um, yep. Yeah, no, I like no, – I, 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 love, I love what you said about the over-under on the 54 with the uh, – with the Chiefs and the um, yeah the Chargers, I hate Thursday night football. It doesn't give you guys enough time as a team to yeah. get prepare yourself. Chargers got beat up. Keenan Allen has a major hamstring thing. He might be ready for that game. So that's that's a huge loss for them. And you know, I well, Mike Williams time. <laughs> that's yeah. this is where he yep. shines. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, I'm I'm with you, Fish. I I think it, it, if and we're going to have people write in and give us their ideas, but I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I want to go with the Browns over the Jets in our last man standing pick. We haven't what about decided Cincinnati? that. Cincinnati over to uh, uh, Dallas. Dallas is Cooper Rush and Cincinnati yeah. needs that. Cincinnati can't get behind. You know, I think Baltimore, Baltimore's defense. I saw so much yesterday that I just picked on every single game and looked at and said, wow, you're, but you're a thousand percent right, John Daly. The week one's weird. It's a weird week. Mm-hmm. We saw Jackson, but we saw. Green Bay last year loses to the Saints 38-7, and Winston throws five touchdowns. That's when Rodgers had his famous line, everyone relax, they go on a seven-game winning streak. Yeah. Everyone's pissed off at the Niners. Oh, you lost to the Bears. Another team to look at this week at home, because I'm, I'm thinking about taking with John Daly, and we'll get the – the Niners play Seattle in their home opener. Seattle's coming off a short week. Niners mm-hmm. lose to Seattle in Santa Clara. Game over. So I like, I like the Niners, you know. Cool. Who the Rams think play? Of- the Rams have a – I got the schedule right here. The Rams um, have a – okay, the Rams play Atlanta, who blew a yeah. 20. So, I mean, it's a, there's, a, yeah. there, there's a lot of attractive – if you're playing in a suicide pool – I don't want to use that word because YouTube might take us off. But if you, if you, if you play in the last man standing <laughs> yeah. contest, survivor pool, they're, they're, we're going to give you five good options. And I think it's, it's one of those weeks that – but then there's going to be an upset. Of those five games, someone will lose. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. We're 42 minutes in. Um, and again, that is the Daily Fish Hardline with John Hardison, the Cost of Winning podcast. You can find him here. Also, he's on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcast. And uh, Hardline, stick around because um, I think, Fish, do you have some controversial stuff that you, you, you want to talk about uh, of some political issues that maybe we've we've missed that we haven't or that we talk about when we're when we're walking the dogs? It's it, it's just a divide of the country still. It's just no one can get on the same page. It's 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 crazy. It's crazy with 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 TV. It's crazy that um, I'll be controversial. Tiafo Francis Tiafo makes the semifinals, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And ESPN has every celebrity in the stands. Every celebrity you could think of. The Obamas went. Okay, Stallone was there. Every celebrity is there. He loses, and not one goddamn celebrity was at the finals. When Alcarez, by the way, the 19-year-old kid who they said the next phenom, wins. 
this this my 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 big thing is not so much political. Maybe it is. It's the flavor of the month thing pisses me off in our society. It's the same reason why I went after these people. We have this love, and I want to get both your take. I want to get your take on it, Daily, because you're my age, and then Hardline is half our age. That we love celebrity, and and that we have to endure it so much. You know what? Tiafo is a great story. But why weren't you there for him two years ago when he made the quarterfinals? Yeah. You know, why weren't you there for yeah. the kid that was also – you go to real archive real-time sports with Brian Gumble and look at this kid from three years ago. They did a special on this guy about him, his family coming over. I, I believe it was from um, what, the Virgin Sierra Islands. Leone. What? Sierra, Sierra Leone. The greatest story. You root for this kid. Don't root – don't just show up. Nothing pisses me off more when I was younger this is when I was a Kings fan. I'm still a Kings fan. 8,000 went to the forum. They trade for Gretzky and every celebrity, Stallone, Sharon Stone, Pinero, yep. they're all going to Kings games. Never one time did they fucking go to a game when it was just the Kings. I hate that about our voyeuristic society. And I ask you this, guys, will it ever change? Go ahead, Arline. You jump in there first. No, I don't think that it's ever going to change. I think everybody wants to be as part of the newest and greatest thing. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Uh, with Tiafo, you and I have had this conversation. I thought it was interesting seeing his story three years ago when I saw the Brian Gumble. Um, Expert, expert premiere, and I thought it was a really great story. I thought it was a lot going on, but again, I remember the the St. Brown story probably about five six years ago before they even got to USC and Notre Dame respectively, and they had that conversation in in uh, Real Sports did a conversation about them, and now everybody's so amazed at, at everything they go through. You know, uh, him being a Mr. Olympian, them being them speaking fluent German, it's just amazing how it goes. In terms of uh, you know Queen Elizabeth and everything that's going on with the kids, I just think that it's the controversy and controversy sells. It's like a terrible, uh, it's like a terrible reality TV show. You know what happened with Kate Middleton? What happened uh, with Princess Harry? I think it's just everybody wants to be involved. Me personally, I don't give a shit. It's imperialism and fuck them all personally. But I know, look, <laughs> it's made it all. It's me. I just, don't hold, don't hold back, Hardline. Don't hold back. I just don't care. <laughs> Daily, Daily has a great line. He's always taught me. Everyone wants to be the hero of their own story, and they live their lives vicariously through these people. Maybe I haven't because. I like my own story, my own life. I love you guys as brothers and friends, <laughs> and and I don't have to live my life to these people. I, I think it, I think it's a sad indictment of society. Two thirds of Pakistan's underwater right now. Did you guys know that? Yeah. Major floods going on, and and the bottom line is and, this is what kills me. Kobe Bryant's in a horrible helicopter accident, and they waited three hours to talk about the other nine people that were killed when I watched the coverage. <laughs> and Jake Tapper on CNN went off on that. You know, we don't give a shit anybody else but our stars and our celebrities. You know, I mean, you know, it, it's I, I guarantee you, I promise you this. We celebrate and we 21 years ago yesterday was 9-11. All right. The worst thing that changed all our lives. But of the 3,657, I might be off by three that were killed in those towers daily and hardline. If three Lakers, God forbid, were in that building, that's all they talk about. That's it. Yeah. I'm telling you, you know, and it, it, I don't know how we get out of that. That mentality, it makes us seem like we're. We're, 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 we're infantile in our thinking that every person means something. I got to assume my human strength, we are all we are all together in all of this. Black, white, whatever color you are, we're all just as important. We put such a big high ceiling on celebrity and athletes, and I don't know why that aggravates me so much, but it does. And I have a forum to get my voice out on that. And maybe you guys don't feel that way. Maybe you do. 
I agree with you. And uh, at the same time, too, I would say, Fish, you and me are, are probably a little bit responsible for that. I mean, you and I have written screenplays and uh, you've got to have a story structure. And the story structure is just what you said. you got to have a hero and you got to have an opponent. And that's what makes things interesting. So all these stories are interesting because there are people kind of going at each other. And that's what we do. And unfortunately, we do it in our politics. And we do it in our politics and we don't get things done for people. Instead, we're more interested in the fight between red and blue Democrats and Republicans. And that's why a lot of stuff is not getting done, even though some stuff is beginning to get done right now. So it's it's just the way our society is. And, you know, when, when you talk to people in Great Britain and I made the mistake one time when I was over in Europe with some other guys who were from Great Britain. And I said, it's, I, I made some joke about, you know, well, yeah, yeah, I can't. So they were not happy. They were not happy that, that I said that. And because it's their history. And so I respect that that's their history. But if you think about it, they've changed it where, you know, the Queen and now King Charles III, they really don't have control over legislation. I mean, they're there to kind of keep everything together. So in some respects, you know, it, it, it's kind of like they're kind of the overseer and they don't take sides. Okay. Um, First of so, all, they're pissed off at you because you're Irish. You know how they I, feel. They're very, I, they are very, 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 very territorial in England. You know? <laughs> uh, I'm watching two. two uh, I binge watch. Uh, I, I, you know what? I got. I, I got to do this. You know, always every week when you watch this thing, remember. I'm the king of this. I'm the schmuck of the week, always. I'm the only <laughs> idiot. I'm the only schmuck that watched all 10 episodes of Cobra Kai in one day. It, it dropped. Wow. Really? It was so good. And yeah, and, you know, Aiden Minks is in it. He's one yeah. of our, yeah, one of one our one guests. Of our, yeah. Uh, and I saw, you know, he was, he's a great kid. And I know him. And he was in the, John knows him. And he was in, 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 in a viable character in it. It was so good. I watched another thing on Hulu, guys, that you've got to jump into. It's Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney. Rob McElhaney's in Everything Sunny in Philadelphia. He's a creator of it. They bought an English premier minor league team called Wrexham in Wales. Oh I was not God. even familiar. John, you're from that area. I mean, you're you're back. I never knew that Wales was it's so stupid. Yeah. Here, here you go. Another another how many times do you put this up for fish? I never knew that <laughs> Wales Wales wasn't in England. It's to the if you look at it, it's to the left of England. And yeah. it talks about these two guys saving this team. Yep. They play in the oldest stadium hardline in the world. Really? Okay? It's called the race course. It's the oldest stadium. It is so brilliant. FX is, if you don't have Hulu, FX is doing it. And they, these two American guys, and they yep. wrote a song called, they wrote a song, the local, about Deadpool and Rob McElhaney bought our team. <laughs> it's so good and compelling, whether you like soccer or not, to watch these locals at, that, at such a depressed area. And that's the only thing they have is that football team. And that's all I'm going to say. Cobra uh, Kai and Wrexham. <laughs> it, here's what's really interesting. Um, the team that I played with today uh, in golf here at the Larry Greer Foundation uh, Celebrity Golf Event, um, I played with a gentleman who was from England, played soccer right. over there. Um, great guy. His name is Stuart. Hits the ball 300 yards. He's great. One of the questions that one of um, uh, Andy, who, who I played with, he, he said to him, have you seen that series that's on? They talked about that series. And what they were saying was so great about it is it's it's not fictional. This is actual what's going on. It's a documentary series. And it's kind of behind the scenes as things are going on. 
And they they raved about it. They they said the exact same thing you were talking about. Well, it's done because it's done during COVID. So it's COVID. So McLehaney, it's, it's all out of Zoom, things you're watching. McLehaney and Ryan Reynolds are, are – now, they have the American attitude that they, they don't have any patience. And the English are like, well, it's going to take about six months to go through this vote. And that vote. <laughs> assembly. It's an assembly of men we have to go through to go through this cult. And, and they're like, what? We want to put a new field in. How the fuck are we going to put a new field in? They call it a pitch. I love that. The pitch. Yeah, a pitch. Watch yeah. people that just – the only thing they have in their lives in a depressed area where the economy is so bad is that football team. And these guys are saving it. It's, yeah. it's really, it's really heartwarming. And that's what we need more of. Cause yeah. you know what? There's no heroes and villains. We talked about these two guys came in because they want to be part of something. And in the watch, yeah. you know, Reynolds is such a likable guy. He is so funny in this. Yeah, I'd say watch it. I think anyone Good. out there will enjoy it, whether you're a sports fan or not. Cobra Kai is fantastic. And are you guys watching? We have six minutes. Are you guys watching anything that you want to, you know, I know Hardline's watching all his bets. What about you, Daly? Uh, I'm going back to the final season of Dairy Girls, speaking of Northern Ireland, uh, which it's it's a fabulous series. Yeah. And it is, uh, it's it's about these schoolgirls in Ireland in the 19, I think it's the 1960s, 1970s, when all the, you know, bombings and everything else was going on. And um, it's hysterical. And they've got to get it done uh, because these girls are getting older. <laughs> they may not look like schoolgirls anymore. So, uh, but it's a great series if you if you enjoy the the Irish humor. Uh, there are some funny funny things in there that uh, that we we still talk about. But anyway, the final season has has, has dropped. So that's that's what we're going to attack next. Hardline, how about you? Uh, you know what? I'm going to Goody. Um, I'm really into Rick and Morty season six. A lot of things have really happened up uh, at the end of the fifth season. I, I'm, I've been captivated since the beginning of it, man, and I'm going to ride it out until Dan Harmon. And I'm a huge Dan Harmon fan. Love his writing. Love his hero's journey, hero's journey arc. Uh, I was a huge community fan, so uh, I'm super excited. The first season, mind blower, bigger than Morty's mind blowers. My mind was blown, and now I'm on episode two of season six. Yeah, well, beautiful you know what, guys. Guys, real quick. Think of getting blown away about this, okay? This is great. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> hey, you know what, John? You, ever, you guys ever think about this? You talk. John said the great point. Dairy Girls, they have to finish this thing up because, you know, they, they shoot and they go on hiatus and they come back. You ever watch the show where you're watching the show and they're coming back for the next season and all of a sudden the character lost 40 pounds or they're 40 pounds heavier, but it's a week, a week, yeah. a week's time's taking place? How do you – Daily, you're more in the entertainment business than I am. Do they have give, things in their contract that say they have to, they have to, uh, you know, you can't gain any weight or lose any weight, you lose money? Because I saw it in the Sopranos, all of a sudden, here comes Gandolfini, skinny, you know, yeah. what happened? Yeah, some, and some of them, some of them do have contracts like that, especially if they're, you know, if they're like Tom Hanks, who's, you know, creating a different character. Uh, but it was really interesting. I remember this really early when I was a reporter in New Bern, North Carolina, back in 1984. And O'Hurley, John O'Hurley, Seinfeld fame, he was on a soap and he came down for the weekend and I got him to be, yeah. Who, the week, John O'Hurley. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Th- yeah. Take that, John. And so he came down, he was on the soap opera Loving at the time. <laughs> and, and he came down to, I, I got him to be the host of a, it was like a telethon for, I don't know, I can't remember what they were raising money for, but he came down for it 
And I said, come on down, stay with me or something. And he comes down and it, I think it was like in April and it was, it turned out to be hot, hot weather. He went down at the beach. He was swimming. He was having a great time and all this did the whole telethon goes back home. <laughs> he goes on the set of loving. He's now got this sunburn, sunburn and tan. Oh. And they're like, and I guess they had to work very hard to get him to look because it's exactly what you were saying, Fish. He had what he had just finished shooting. And then what he started shooting was the same day or it was an hour later. And he looks totally different. So that does happen uh, in in many, many ways. One of the things I always had when I when I was at uh, Real TV, I, I wore a glove, you know, golf glove. And during the summer, my hand would be white. So they had to put makeup on my hand because the reflection of the lights when I was on the set was you could see my hand. It, it went Everything went to the hand. So they had to put makeup. So the makeup that was on my face was also on my hand. Very funny. Okay. How do you think the, the people that endorsed avocado toast felt when this guy came in and looked like this after a year before that? You know? <laughs> Talk about the coming back for season two. Uh, <laughs> uh, get us out of here, Hard, dude. We got, we got Monday Night no, Football tonight. I, I got, I got Hardline. Hardline, next week you got to do the under and over. How many times the Brady picture is going to come up on the show? And then the under and over on how many times uh, the uh, – what was her name? Paja? No. no. I'm putting this on. As a matter of fact, I'm leaving this on as you take us out of here. I'm <laughs> You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure Wars, out. I'd rather look at Ariel Gagne, who's offering the Raiders sexual favors at 50% off. All right. Hey, Raiders, you want to sponsor this podcast? There you go. <laughs> is it a uh, hey, fish? Is it for the interns, too? Or is it just if you're, if you're a player? Because oh, what, uh, what, what if they bought our podcast? Hey, you go. hey would that you be know, part it, of it? Fish, I'm trying to get the Raiders to win like the 93 to 95 Dallas Cowboys. And look, there's a house and there's we can make a white house and there's a bunch of land down by Blue Diamond. And I swear to God, if I could get aerial services, I could have us a winning championship team. Hell the three. We got four in a row. <laughs> I love it. All, girls, all right. All the girls love you, Hardline. They come in the bar asking about you. They're texting. What's, what's Hardline's story and all that stuff. So it's all good. All right, before we go away, need a great golf getaway. The Myrtle Beach Golf Trail has dozens of courses along the Carolina coast. You can set up an entire trip for yourself, your family, a bunch of friends. September and October are the most ideal times to come down here and play golf. It is the Myrtle Beach Golf Trail, myrtlebeachgolftrail.com. And, uh, folks, uh, we are Daily Fish. We're live on Facebook at daily.fish.5 on Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. You can see us on Facebook at Myrtle Beach Golf Channel and Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. We're on YouTube, Wingding TV, Hey Vegas TV. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon. You can also lose, use all those channels to hear our interviews with our special guests during the week as well. And remember the hard line, cost of winning podcast. You can see them on all those as well. All right, guys, a great show. And um, man, I got to tell you, we are so primed in football now that it's like what else did we talk about because we were going to talk baseball we were going to talk baseball we didn't talk about the changes in baseball we got to do that next week hey fish can you Wait, there's, actually, having... there's actually a baseball season going on mm -hmm. I, 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 football started <laughs>
Hey, Fish, can you imagine us having that White House down by Blue Diamond? Everybody's walking in. You see Playmaker. Playmaker, what you doing here? CT! CT! I don't know. <laughs> Call an audible. Call an audible. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm leaving our broadcast on that, buddy. That is a hey. Just win, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Commitment to excellence. Pride and poise. Oh, I love it. Only in Vegas.